So let's talk about Kogias. And there's a lot to talk about here, so I guess we'll start with just focusing on each individual season. And then the movies? Yeah, and only like the only the main Kogias, not any of the spinoffs. There's a million of them, or the, the whatever the hell the, sp- the the past one is, or like Nanali's like superhero one. Oh, all, all the mango ones, right? Yeah, and it's the one with the two brothers, the brother and sister, the blonde guys. I don't even know what they're called. Hey, it's a, it's all canon in the phone game now. Oh, there's also like the the freaking um visual novel. Oh yeah, or the um the Alice in Wonderland one too. Oh, that that one's least funny. Yeah, that's um, actually really funny. Um, and then there's also the, the the DS game that's kind of not, that's both good and crap at the same time. Oh, and the PSP one too. And they all have like their own version of the story to some degree. <laughs> like, it's so weird because when you watch season one, it's pretty much like a real robot kind of show. And then like all these spinoffs and later works, it's just absolutely insanity. Well, uh, that's one thing I really liked about the series um, is the progression of the mechs. Because at the start, they're just these shitty box things on on wheels. Which I kind of like. It's like Votoms on wheels. I was going like, to say, it's Votoms. And like, yeah. but, like, they're basically just tanks, and they can barely even move upwards. Then they start introducing, oh, they have um, these like grappling hooks, so now they can like swing around and, and like smash in the buildings and shit, and they can go up. Then they create, like, oh, there's a thinner version. Here's the Lancelot now, and it's fast. And then they start, and they slowly keep moving up, and eventually they introduce jetpacks, and then flying, and then they start creating the, the Hadron Cannon, so they, now you got, like, your big-ass Gundam lasers. And then by the end, they, they've got these crazy laser wings, and they're all flying around, and it's now the Super Robot show. Like, that's the, like, I can't think of any other show that has this progression, because it's like you said, like, it wasn't just all of a sudden that they're suddenly Super Robots. Um, the only thing I think of is, like, if you look at the UC Gundams, and that's over the entire freaking franchise. Yeah. Like, you start at the bat, the basic-ass Gundam them and then you, they slowly start getting bigger and better and faster i guess it's because they don't really focus on like research and development in that show yeah. but in this one because like the main character is one of the scientist dudes and you actually see him like developing the stuff both scientist dudes because um lush has the woman who's also who's a scientist and she makes the gurin and the other guy makes lancelot yeah yeah and they're basically just competing it's basically just a mini sub story basically it's really interesting too because yeah like you don't think about it but you're just like oh yeah yeah, it's one of my favorite things. And actually, like, it gets a little nuts with two of just how fast it goes. Yeah. But um, it still feels somewhat natural, at least. Especially because you see the shitty wings in the first half of two, and then eventually they get the crazy laser wings. I think the other thing, too, is, like, each, like, upgrade was presented as this major breakthrough. Like, the grappling hooks, I remember, like, whoa. Or even the Gurren's arm, they're just like, holy shit, like, what the hell's going on now? And then, yeah, and then, like, the big the big upgrade for that is to make it, like, um, give it, like, two arms. Oh, no, they can shoot the arm laser now. And then, eventually, they give it wings and make it fast as hell. Like, despite all these upgrades, the main mechs, they don't really visually change. It's not like in Gundam, where, like, okay, like, your old Gundam got scrapped, here's a brand new one that looks different. It's, like, it's still a base model that looks the same, you know what I mean? Like, the Gurren always looks this almost all the same. I like more of the half point because I like some of the Gundams where they're like a more advanced version of the previous one. Yeah. Not when they completely scrap it, but like if you look at the wing and the wing zero, you can still see like how you went from one to two. But like, yeah, I don't want complete change unless you get the the strike the strike freedom because then it's <laughs> like the strike crap, bulky ass red wings and all that shit, and then you get the 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 the, the beast of all. <laughs> it was so yeah, but yeah, with Kogias, I think yeah, the only real big visual change is when they add the wings. It's not like clunky metal wings. It's like. Energy plasma laser wings. That's like they never explain how that works, but yeah, um, I know. Because they, they they do start off with the big bulky like jetpack metal wings, mm-hmm. and then they go to the laser wings. 
probably GN particles. Yeah, or, or hadron. That's that's the big GN thing in this one. The hadron energy. I think that's it's basically taking the hadron collider and making it into a weapon, and, and then adding a dose of anime into it. Because I don't think hadron colliders can do that. Well, apparently those can tear a hole in space and time. Let's make wings out of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a gun and just shoots one, or whatever. Or lose just dumb mech from the first one that's always doing like the Christ pose. Yeah. And then just shoots lasers out of his chest. Yeah, the, I'm not sure what the first one's called, but it's a black one that's always doing the Christ there. Like it's, it's from a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> yeah. And um, it just shoots a big red blast out of his chest. That's the problem with Lelouch's mechs. To me, they're not iconic enough because he's not a mech pilot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the second one's hilarious, though. Like, I remember the Gurren and Lancelot way more. They're the ones that get shown all the time. They're actually yeah. the biggest things. But his second one is hilarious because his second mech is the one with the, the piano uh, oh, the input. Yeah. And that's the one that does this weird thing where it shoots the prism out and then shoots a laser into the prism. So then the prism shoots a laser everywhere. Yeah. And it's actually a pretty creative way of uh, using a prism with lasers. But, yeah. but that's the one that has the fucking piano controls. And I have to wonder who, who, who did it first. Um, Final Fantasy Ten Two or Code Geass R Two? Because <laughs> at the end of Ten uh, uh, Two, the final boss, the big like uh, Vegna gun monster, it's controlled by a piano. It's funny because I think of Gundam Wing and Gundam Seed with Hiro and Kira. There's shots of them like piloting their mech. It they basically tack on the keyboards like it's a piano too. <laughs> <laughs> season one, I guess you should start with, right? Yeah, the more like down to earth season. Well, that's the other one. The Christmas with two is right. It just goes so nuts, and, and like every every episode has like a, a sport, uh, not sport, what do you call it, cliffhanger ending. Yeah, and it's so and it's so wow, wacky and stupid. But like if you if you actually go back and watch them of, of one, it does a lot of that itself too. But it's just because like the setting is more grounded, I guess. It's a bit more grounded at this point, yeah. Because there's no, like, like I think a lot of it, too, is the technology. Because, like, the whole robots are all just shitty tanks. Yeah, and true. There's no floating fortress Disneyland shooting Yeah, <laughs> or even just, like, a floating, like, Archangel, like, type ship. Or your home base is, like, a fl- flying ship, you know? Yeah, or 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 any of the weird-ass stuff that was going on with the, with the Geass uh, history. Yeah. That was so random, because it comes out of nowhere. Like, oh, I'm trying to think, there's something else like this, where they start going into explaining some of the more supernatural stuff, and it turns into, like, ancient history things. It's like, why? Well, it kind of, <laughs> like, Jojo to a little bit when they start trying to explain the stands. But, like, I guess, right, yeah. But at least then, it's, it's not a big focus, whereas here, yeah, at the very end, you get loose geasing God. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what? And that's still, like, the best part of R2 anyway, so... <laughs> it's so weird, because, like, when you watch the first uh, season, you think it's like, okay, it's corrupt dictator king person, and then the main character has to overthrow him. And that's really, like, I guess it. And you just, it's all about his, like, navigation through going through the whole family. But, like, yeah, like, there's, like, weird supernatural powers. But then it's still, like, kind of... Not realistic, but it, it's, like... You know, I'm just gonna go and overthrow the king. But then season two, it's just like, no, I'm gonna gee as God. <laughs> like, that's his way of overthrowing the king. But like, if you look at some of those thumbnails, or go to stage 19, episode 19. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they're they're doing magic shit already, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't get. They don't explain any of it. When they finally explain it, should they have explained it or not? Because I'm not like a hundred percent sure. You know. If they just left it at like C2 the witch, that probably would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> of, like the actual explanation is kind of dumb. But then again, even in season one, though, the entire time, every time they show, uh, what's his name, Charles? Yeah. He's always hanging out in that god place. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah even back then they they were, they were setting up something. They just never really went into it. I don't know. My take was this like generic JRPG villain throne room. Yeah. Like, weird floating pillars. Like I didn't think it was like a special type of reality. You know what I mean? I thought it was because because um whenever he does a big speech to the people, um he's in an actual throne room. But then whenever he's being mysterious, he's in this weird yellow universe. I don't know. I just never thought it was so weird. Face time thing with God at the top. Like, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, like th- this is what I was gonna say is like one thing about Kogi is is that it's a like a series of extremes. Yeah, there is no in betweens. Like either the music is good or it's bad. The characters are either good or bad. The episodes are either smart or completely stupid. Mm-hmm. The the plot threads are either yeah that's good or what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> like same with the plot twists. There's good ones and and like when they're good they're good. When they're bad they're god awful. <laughs> Because, like, Kogius has to, like, I still like it, but, like, it has one of the worst written episodes, I think, in, in the entirety of anime. And then even 2 is still, like, some of the plots within 2 are baffling. <laughs> I don't even understand some of the stuff in season 2, but I guess we'll get into that later. Yeah, in, a, in like, um, an hour. <laughs> uh, I think I kind of prefer it over season 2. I mean, most people do. Yeah, I love the first episode because it it starts off because it, it tries to do the typical thing where the hero gets the power and then it's kind of like horrified by the power because he winds up killing a bunch of people with it. Mm-hmm. But then in this, it slowly zooms in and then Luce like gets this evil ass smile and goes perfect, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it's like that's when I was like, okay, I'm watching this the rest of the show. <laughs> that looks like, on Death Note shit. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, he's totally into this. <laughs> And that, and like, see, I didn't watch Death Note, so like, that was my first introduction to like the anti-hero for anime. Yeah. Where he's like, nah, yo, killing people's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the thing about Lelouch. Like, even in season one, he's an asshole. He's, an, he's always an asshole. Yeah. Like, given his backstory, it makes sense. It's still like, I, I love it. Outside of like Euphemia and a couple others, almost every character in this show is kind of an asshole. Well, by the end of it, they're all like mass killers. So yeah, like I mean, one of Callan's introductions is like trying to pull a knife on both on people. Like, yeah, <laughs> like she's a full-on terrorist, and then like, <laughs> and then you got like the and all the Britannians aside from Euphemia are full-on monsters, except for Cornelia. <laughs> they commit genocide with like the casualty of having a tea party, all right? Like, <laughs> Which I guess is commentary, but. Oh fucking Cornelia, Christ! <laughs> the best Britannia ever. That the, the the fact that they had they whitewashed her, it's hilarious because like, when you rewatch it, the thing like her introduction is her in like um in like the Middle East murdering like the natives by the thousands and laughing and asking for a real challenge, and then her next introduction is her coming back to Japan, finding out that like. Uh, what's her face? Euphemia like got away from her security, blowing the like, security guy in the head, and then uh, uh attacking a mountain and and or and then committing a genocide in, in a ghetto. Yeah, to try, yeah. To try to draw Lush out. Like she she goes she commits like no less than like three genocides in 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 the first half of the season, and then they try to make her out to be a hero in the movies. Oh my god, that's so funny to me. Even in season two, they try to make her out to be a hero, but even but like they don't go in as hard. I was like, oh, she's a good guy now, like at the end. Yeah, because she she's basically just pissed off that what happened to her sister and her family doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So now she's gone rogue, but they only try to paint her in a good light until the very end, where some reason she's part of the freedom fighters. 
Yeah, see, that's the part I didn't get. I was just like, what? She's on theirs right now? Oh, I guess the time skip. Like, whatever. And, like, I don't think anyone likes that. Cause I remember like they released a bunch of images after the show, uh, and like one of them is like her and Callan hanging out together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and people got really pissed. It was like, yeah, look at Callan hanging out with with like the person who genocided like thousands of her of Callan's people. All right. Man, let's, let's hang out, be girls. <laughs> like, oh you're on the right. He's a, she's a Rochi Maru. <laughs> yeah, you're oh on the right side yeah, at the very right. end, so you go like, to escape any any like consequences. <laughs> what about Villette? Oh yeah, she's another one. But she didn't sit and commit genocide by the thousands. She's just a soldier that's killing people. It's still pretty bad. He's still pretty bad, but she's not the one giving the orders and laughing as she's doing it. Yeah. And I guess her amnesia arc redeemed her. I don't know. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately goes back to the, the bad guys the second she gets her, her memory back. To be fair, though, I don't blame her. I don't either. It's fucking creepy. Like, yeah, you're, this guy, he's going to keep you in his house. Um, you're, you're not allowed to leave either. Yeah, you're not allowed to leave in case you remember who you are. <laughs> I'm not going to try to help you get your memory back. Hey, at least that's good to foreshadow how bad Ogi is. Like, Oh, God. Like, that's what I'm saying too. It's like that's like the characters. Like either they're they're good and and not, not in terms of like being good people. They're either good characters or they're fucking awful characters. Yeah. It's like everyone loves Charles, even though he's a monster. What about remember Nina though? <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes her. Or nobody likes Ogie. Well, here's like, the thing though. Charles, like people like him for obvious reasons. His voice actor, you know what I mean? In the Japanese dub, at even least. In the English version, though, people like he's he's, he's a large ham. And yeah. He's, so like. And he's a fun character. Hey, I guess that's how you make Nina like us. Make her go crazy. Large ham it. <laughs> yeah, but she, she large hams it by getting it off a table. <laughs> or the look on her face. I forgot why she screams like that. It's because Yuffie oh, dies. Oh, that's right? when Yuffie dies, yeah. <laughs> the look on her face. She, like, and that's in season one, this stuff. Like, they were even wild back then. Like, what was the deal with the freaking table, table coon scene? I have no idea. Se- what did that add? <laughs> like, <laughs> There's random parts of this where it's like, this is clearly like the director's fetish. <laughs> I feel like season one was just like some weird, like try-hard, uh, gritty personal story where it's more like a few characters interconnected with each other. And then season two is just all the nations and like bigger factions and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. One, one is kind of gritty-ish, but it's not like full-on edge. Well, it tries to, I mean. It tries to be to, uh, towards the end when you start getting like when Luch gets all pissy after um, killing Euphemia. Euphemia yeah. That's when he's like he's got like the red eyes and he's like killing people and laughing about it while crying. And it's like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> now this character's lame. Take care. How he killed Yuffie is really stupid. <laughs> oh god! Don't even get me started. That'll be. I could go on for a half an hour about that alone, or an hour even. It's the funniest thing ever that I'm not even sure if it was meant to be taken seriously. That's the thing. Like, I can't tell. Like, like was it just a smart way to, like, subvert these kind of, like, anime tropes? Where it's like, hey, look what happens when you, when you put real life into it. No, because, like, you know, normally, like, some stupid shit happens. And they're like, oh, of course, it only happens in like, a show like this. In real life, if they did this, it would end up like this. I feel like that's what they want to do with the game. But it wouldn't, because if it, in real life, she would have been shot instantly. <laughs> Well, I don't know, because they'd probably be like, oh, you think it's so funny and cool with this power? Look what happens when you accidentally say the wrong thing. You know what I mean? But it makes but that's the stupidest thing, though, is that like, it just activates on its own, and it only has to be because of a magic power. That's so you think real life. If this is real life, none of that would have happened. <laughs> because well, he would, they would just have a conversation. Wasn't the whole point was that he was losing control of his eye, anyways? Um, it doesn't, they don't really hint at it, because like, every, I think every now and then leading up to it, you see his, like, his eye like, flash a little bit and it hurts. 
Because they have Mao to establish that what happens when you lose control and it stays but on But C2 doesn't warn them about it. And at no point do they warn about overusing it. The only the only warning is that is Mao. And even then, it wasn't... He just couldn't turn powers off permanently. Yeah. There's there at no point do they go loose. You be careful how much you use your power. I feel like that was like a plot point they came up with afterwards. It is. Especially because afterwards, he basically starts guillotining the entire fucking city. Yeah. I'm going to overuse as much as I want. <laughs> It's kind of funny though when you think about it. Yeah, it's pulled out of their ass, like overusing it. But like you said, he really does overuse it, so it makes sense, you know. But no, but he only starts overusing it to hell on back afterwards. He like really leading up to it, he only did it to like like I don't know, a couple hundred a hundred people maybe. That's <laughs> not afterwards. Lot. But no, but afterwards he says like a thousand. Because like the only way his plan works in um episode twenty four is that he gives like half the city. Yeah. When, remember when he blows up the entire freaking city somehow? Oh yeah. Oh, my and the God. explanation is that he just basically gives everyone into, into like planting bombs or like or destabilizing the city themselves, so he doesn't have to do it. But like, how did like what did Lush do leading up to episode twenty four? Did he like run around like spend like a week running around the entire city gifting little Gary, but he could? Honestly, it doesn't surprise me because the dude's so prepared for everything. He's like, hey, I might need you in the future, so. And like nobody, fought, like none of his friends fought. Hey, he, why is why is zero running around town <laughs> <laughs> looking at people? <laughs> it's so like, like the, the episode two for twenty two is called Blessing Yuffie, and it may as well be called a series of highly convenient and unfortunate events. Because <laughs> it is right. the most like every single thing that happens is a fucking like uh, uh, uh <laughs> plot where it only works if this specific thing happens, and then this specific thing happens, and this specific thing happens. Like, remember the, the convenient thing that gets completely forgotten? When, like, for some reason, whenever Suzaku interacts with C2, he, like, freaks out and, like, goes nuts? Yeah. And then that never comes up ever again after season one? Was, he has already geased at that point, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but the, he freaks out through the first time when um, they meet in the on the mountain. Mm. And then it happens again where he touches the mech, and somehow that forces... Oh, yeah. Knocks him out. Uh, so that way he can't stop Euphemia in the, uh, when she goes nuts. And it's like, that happens, and also C2 just happens to be knocked out too, somehow, even though she didn't get knocked out the first time around. And then, so, so neither of them can stop it, and then none of the soldiers question a thing, even though her eyes are glowing red. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it just, the whole thing just falls apart, none of the Black Knights who are there on thing just pull out a gun and just pop her. And then she's able to wander around the entire town, shooting everybody, and all the, all the, all the people fall. Yeah, our, our, our princess, who's been preaching about peace nonstop for her entire life, suddenly wants to kill everyone. I'd be running at that point. Like, the soldiers are all like, yeah, there's nothing weird going on here with our glowing eyes princess who's, who's acting like a nutcase now suddenly. Let's just, let's just kill people. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like, they're all like psychos, I guess. And fucking Lelouch. I don't care how unhealthy, like, uh, he is. Um, he can't run faster than a girl in a big-ass dress with high heels on. That's the thing. It's like, did they, like, establish he sucks at running just for this, like, moment? Yeah, in episode six, it's the one where his mask is stolen by the cat, and he can't run faster than that cat. Yeah, but it's like, and then like, oh yeah, and then like all the all the people run past him, and, he, and he, you see him flop down right into a bush. <laughs> but like, it's so stupid that that's that's it. That's what you establish him being as bad at running for. Oh, and it still yeah. makes no sense. How unhealthy is this motherfucker? I kind of like that. That he's not your traditional like uh, main character. Like he sucks athletically. He doesn't really pilot a mech that well, and he never really fights either. But then he like, can do all this crazy bullshit anyways later on afterwards. Well, but... no, even in the newest movie, he barely pilots the mech, and even he does, it gets absolutely totaled. Yeah, I guess. But I'm just like, he doesn't seem like a guy who has a very low constitution. He doesn't get tired easily anywhere else. It's only when running. Well, like, even at the end, when he tries to run to catch OSC2 at the end of the like third movie, 
or fourth minute, he's like he's out of breath. Out, like, in the, like that was funny. Yeah, right? I'm like, okay, like at least they still run it back. Well, it's just like every single event. It's just like that's just one part of it. Every single event that happens in 22 is yeah, it's like ridden by people who are on drugs. <laughs> Even the thing that the joke itself is the most highly specific garbage ever. Why I can command you to like, kill everybody? Woohoo! What a joke. <laughs> Just that's something else. Just as his eyes turn on <laughs> by against Will. But isn't it also to show that like I don't know, I think like Will is just like socially awkward. Like who the fuck makes that kind of joke? No, because he never does that kind of thing anywhere else. He never does any other kind of like I guess the only other time he's a bad joke is when uh when C two goes back in, in season two is like in uh loser memory. But even then it's not, not a bad joke, like Or like how he proposes to her, the whole L two joke. Yeah, that's just because he's awkward with romance, but like everywhere else, he seems like a normal person. Well, wasn't it established that he had like a crush on Yuffie, anyways? I guess, but like that's still like, why would that explain the weird ass joke, dude? Like, come on, are you seriously trying to argue that this fucking thing is written well? <laughs> I'll turn this thing off right now. That if you're gonna try to argue that, I don't know. I'm just, I... <laughs> I'll turn it off right now. I'm just, I'm just looking for a reason. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's trash. Okay. <laughs> Every single part of this. Okay, now explain to Zaku. Why does C2 just randomly pass out? Like, uh, last time is because I think he touched her directly or whatever. Oh, no, no, she actively uh, uses her power on him in, in, um, in, in the first one. Here, she touches, he touches the mech, and somehow that triggers her power, and that never I comes up like, ever again. I feel like down the line, they were going to give Suzaku a Gias, and it just never happened. I think, wasn't that actually revealed to be the actual plan? I have no idea. Because um, that was supposed to explain how he's such a, like, a superhero badass, that he can run faster than bullets and spin kick a freaking machine gun off a wall. Yeah. Or at least he has some kind of like GS experiment. I don't know. Yeah, because it's supposed to explain why he's so like, physically capable of this spin Zaku shit. He's basically Captain America. Yeah, the, the most the most whack ass one is still like when he runs on a wall and, spin, and fly kicks a turret before it can shoot him. Or even, like, when they do the coon, he just spin kicks the fucking axe and it explodes. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? It's, it's whack-ass, because, like, he, he drops down from the sky, and they, they show up there, there's nothing for him to have been standing on, and then he spin kicks metal and breaks it. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this dude? And he's wearing a school uniform, it's not even like he was wearing, like, metal-toed shoes or some shit, like... Hell, he basically survived his mech exploding at the end. Yeah, they don't explain how that happened. I mean, they, they eject. That's one thing I like about the mechs, is that they all have the big-ass, like, pilot section that can shoot out, mm-hmm. and have a little parachute on it. That's one thing I like, yeah, the, the, the big-ass weird mech part, and then it just blasts out the back so he can escape. But I guess that he did that, but he counted <laughs> and see it in the explosion. <laughs> that was, stupid. Like, I think that's, yeah, and that's actually been geased already, I think. I honestly, I think it's like, wasn't C2 captured by like Britannia before Lelouch freed her? Yeah. So, like, I don't know, I guess maybe there's something about Suzaku being some kind of like Gias experiment thing. Yeah, but they never went with that, right? Yeah, but my point is, I think, I think like early planning stages, there's just like throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks. That would also explain why he had a weird reaction to her early uh, each time, right? If, if yeah. they actually had her Gias him a long time ago. Or like they're somehow related, like they used her cells to like. Give him a super soldier serum. I don't oh god, yeah, it's gonna make the exact same joke. Super soldier serum. Yeah, it's Captain Britannia. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, at least that. Yeah, but but in the end, they never never bother trying to explain why he's a superhero. It just kind of went with the whole like anime meme thing, where it's like, yeah, he's just like that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that though, where there's like things really they kind of don't really explain it. And then like they set it up, and then they don't explain it. But then like 
I'm just trying to think how different the show would be if they went a different way, you know what I mean? I mean, you can ask that question for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But I don't know, I feel like for this show, because like you said, like a lot of like plot twists are stupid. Like That's why I was thinking, I was like, I'm surprised they, that they did what they did with Euphemia, because I thought a way better thing would have been is that her, like, her plan is basically just like, she's just going to create this little section in Japan for the Japan- Japanese people, and they can govern themselves, and totally, the Britannians will totally not mess with them ever. Yeah. It's like, it's like it I... sounds like a good idea, but it's not gonna work. The Britannians are assholes. Like, did they ever? I can't remember the like the the details, but did they ever establish that like no one on Britannia really agrees with Yuffie? They did. Yeah. Okay. So because they they show them being all mad and like uh, Cornelia's like, "What the hell's going? What, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it would make sense that she did like get her way. It wouldn't work anyways. Yeah. And so I and like for some reason, Luch actually created the best plan ever, and he's <laughs> and he's all butthurt because somebody's gonna save Japan and not him. Just do it. It's a like, whiny little bitch. But like, they could have easily explored it falling apart. That could have easily been the last f- uh, five episodes, and then you could still have a massacre happen anyways. Because surprise, Brit- Brit- Britannia wasn't going to play play nice after about that. I mean, like even after Yuffie died, you could have still adapted her plans. But I guess Lily's just like, "Fuck that! I'm not stealing." Because like, yeah, he did treat like the biggest thing ever. But it's like, well, why didn't you follow through with it then? Even after she died, you don't need her. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just, it's just completely forgotten. And it's, but I thought it would been way more interesting to actually explore that because then they could have actually turned Euphemia into a real character. Because surprise, your sunshine lollipops thing didn't work out. Now, how does this character deal with that? <laughs> Especially if it turns out that the Britannians were behind it falling apart. Yeah. That makes for a good, like, okay, now what do you do, princess? <laughs> like, Yeah, like, it, instead of just turning her into a fucking Terminator, they just slowly, like, made her realize, oh no, like, my plan was actually bad. People are actually dying, it's all my fault, you know what I mean? And, 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 and yeah, and things kind of suck. So, yeah. like, does she become, like, a, like uh, does she, like, go nuts? Or does she join the bad, the good guys? Like, yeah, exactly. they, they could have done something with it, but they didn't. Yeah, instead, it's like shock value. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just a giant um, shock value episode. <laughs> trying to find out how many episodes was she even in? Kind of early on, actually. Oh, okay. So to say, like, I just feel like she was introduced for the sake of, like, pissing off Suzaku, you know what I mean? Like, so she gets introduced in the fifth episode, and then she dies in the 23rd, but I don't know anything in between. Oh, uh, well, uh, um, she hangs out, uh, hangs out with Suzaku for a while, then she makes him her knight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, she tries to stop him from killing himself um, on the island. And that's how she how she gets caught up in the whole thing. I guess, like, they just want to make Suzaku hate Lelouch even more. So they're like, all right, kill her. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. So, like, we need these two guys to turn into Naruto and Sasuke and, or Afron and uh, Kira. They, they need to yell each other's names really loud. Who started that trend? Was it Seed? Or is it Naruto? I don't know. Um, depends. Uh... Because Naruto and Sasuke yelling at each other only started at the very end of the of the first season or first series, right? Yeah. After the, so I think it might be um Seed. Yeah, it was like two pretty boys who used to be friends, and now they hate each other and had to fight each other. And I was just yeah. like, wait a minute, that's Kogias, that's Gundam Seed, that's Naruto. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Seed ended before um Naruto's first first uh, OG Naruto ended. I think Seed started airing in like 2002 or 2003. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. So much for originality. Yeah, it's just that, and it's one that, that, that I hated. That there's a whole clip online thing of like every single dumb anime friends yelling each other. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, or how Tales of Destiny did that too with Leon and and Stan. Yeah, uh, Leon. <laughs> 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 what else in season one of Kogias? Um, what about the supporting cast? Like, Lelouch's classmates. They're so great, right? The weird thing with Kogias is that, like, you have your core characters, 
Yeah. And then you have the nothings. Like almost every side character is is worthless, and and I don't know why they're in the show. Only one that really mattered in terms of like Lelouch's classmates is Nina. Yeah, because like Shirley doesn't matter. Like like that's why they they change her dying in the movie because like it does adds nothing. This character dying. Oh no, not the character that never did anything. Well, I guess they tried to use her to humanize Lelouch, or at least show you how far gone he's been. But, like, that's not what I got. That's not what I got either, because he he's already into C2 at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, whatever. <laughs> he bounces back pretty easily. The thing that makes him go nuts is getting betrayed. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, they didn't de- develop his, uh... Relationship with her. Yeah, or regular life long enough. Because he instantly gets introduced to C2 and the powers. Yeah, true. Because, like, um, Millie was supposed to be, like, the only person who knows who illusions not only actually are. Yeah. That never goes anywhere. God, I forgot. Yeah, Nolly's a character, too. Like, well, At least she matters to some degree. But, um... Yeah, but it takes until, like, season two for her to finally, like... Do anything, yeah. She's yeah. worthless in season one. She's just there to be um, the motivation for, for Lelouch. And it's a weird motivation, man. <laughs> like, well, at first it seems, it seems okay, and then he starts getting more and more, like, creep-ass crazy about it. But see, that's the thing. I guess... I guess because in this type of show, you can't really dwell on boring school life, but I feel like they didn't focus enough. Because, like, wouldn't there be a better, like, shift in character afterwards he gets the powers? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But it happens instantly. I guess you kind of see it in season two when he's brainwashed. When he's, like, normal. And that's just stupid. Yeah, that's just, that's like Kingdom Hearts two rocks this shit. And it's like, also because yeah, at that point you don't care about the 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 school life now. It's now because now all the where's all the real shit. Yeah, but even then, uh, cut to the Black Knights. Among the Black Knights, who matters? Ogi. <laughs> like, look at this picture for stage for stage eight. Look at all those characters. Just only only two of the characters on that screen matter. They're all losers too. It's Catelyn and Ogi, and Ogi even Ogi doesn't really matter. He's just there to piss you off. <laughs> Like, he's uh, supposed to be a leader, and he doesn't do jack fuck, and Luce takes over no problem. And then, and, and Callan's the only one that actually does anything. Like, he had, he, he had the dumbass guy who's there for comic relief. Then you have the two blue-haired characters who don't do anything. There's some nerd of glasses, I think, on their team, too. He never does anything. It's funny. Like, the Black Knights are like, oh, like, holy shit, they're so good. It's so crazy. It's like, no, they all suck. It's all because of Lelouge. And, that, and, then that, and that gets taken to its, like, most ridiculous extreme in episode 25, where Lelouch has to leave for, for a bit. And at that point, he's already won the entire battle. Cornelius has been taken out, all the main knights dudes have been taken out, he's blown up half the city, and he's decimated their forces. Okay, guys, I have to leave. You just finish up here and clean up, okay? And he leaves. <laughs> oh my god, what are we gonna do? And they all lose. <laughs> and it's like, how? They were all, they, they had they, literally everything that, that had to do with Britannia in that city was now on fire and burning, and, the, <laughs> and they're all freaking out. Lush pisses off for five minutes, and 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 they lose the war. And even Callan is like, doesn't somehow know what to do without without them yeah, telling him what to do. Yeah, that's the thing. She looks so confused. She just turns into an idiot. Yeah, and it's like, how about you use your big claw and keep killing things? You <laughs> know, like it's pick up crazy. the gun and shoot. Yeah, I remember that. Or she's just like trying to call him in the comms, and you want to answer. She's like, "What am I supposed to do?" I know, and it's like, I guess it could be a commentary of what happens when you depend on one person to plan literally everything for you. But come on, you, you're they're supposed to be these are supposed to be like terrorist soldiers, and they don't know how to do anything on their own anymore. Right? They're that baby by Lelouch at this point. Hell, even in season two, when they like work on their own, oh my god, they're so stupid. They're pathetic, and then like you see how dumb they are. With their, I, I wonder if that's just the whole commentary. Will be like, yeah, look, these terrorists—they're not crack team in the slightest. They're, they're idiots. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, let them decide on their own. What happens? They betray the one guy who's done everything for them. And then what do they do afterwards? They team up with the Nazis and then and then lose. Yeah, like it's so stupid. It takes nothing for like Schneisel to like get them to his side. Like, where's that meme of the, put, of the guy putting on the clown makeup? Because you could easily put each stage of the Black Knight's decision making uh, for that. And it's so dumb too, because not like Lelouch, like in quotes, lying to them was that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's so dumb. Like what you thought he doesn't somehow did this magic bullshit without doing something weird? Like like one, you're stupid for not thinking that, and two, it's just like, well, who cares if he like brainwashed you guys? Like he just probably made you guys even more competent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like how far you guys got? They they accuse him of causing um the massacre that of you if you if you That's really the only thing he bad that he's done. And even then, that was an accident. But for some reason, instead of trying to explain himself, Luce just immediately just tries to go as evil as possible. Yeah, he gave up on life though. Because once he gets outed, he he fully admits to Rolo that he gave up on life. I guess it, it just it just feels like it was just there for drama. Because like Cal- Callan actually stops the Black Knights and like, okay, guys, let's let's listen to him first, and then Lou starts laughing and pretending. He's... <laughs> it's so... And it's like, why? What are you uh, doing, bro? I guess he just not going on blaze of glory. He's like, oh fuck it. Like, and then he turns into a bit of an edgelord, But at least at that point, it's kind of cool because like that's when he has all the, all the knights bow before him. He's like weird purple fire all around him. And that's when he goes and yeah, he had he had this fucking fucking emo speech. <laughs> oh yeah. Nobody can go past my despair. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I think oh yeah, the, what, basically what fucked him up at that point is he thinks not only died because of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. He has a roll <laughs> Remember when he gets really mad and crushes the Nokia phone in his hands? 